0: Well, it's wonderful to, to be together today. I see we have a lot of visitors with us. Uh, we welcome you very sincerely. We're glad that you're here. And we hope that you will come back and visit us again anytime during the year. I love how little children uh, sometimes will do the, the compare game when they're talking with each other. And there was a father who was cleaning the grill on the deck, and his four-year-old son was with his friend, and they were bragging it up and trying to compare what each other had. So the one says, we have a toaster that when the toast is done, a bell goes off. The other boy said, that's nothing. We have a toaster that when the toast is done, it sends up smoke signals. My dad told me that one. One of the things that I love about my Catholic faith is the wholehearted embrace of the article of faith in the communion of saints. Whenever the Apostles' Creed is proclaimed together, we profess our belief in the communion of saints. This throng of holy women and men who have died in Christ, in the grace of Jesus, that have gone before us, and each of their lives is an inspiration for you and me as we, like them, run the race, and their lives help to fan into flame our own love, our zeal, and our enthusiasm for Jesus Christ. It's so wonderful to know that we are surrounded not only by God, by the angels, But there are with us even now and all throughout this week at the different moments that there is this powerful love that wraps us. This intercession of love that is continually offered for us. This throng of men and women that want to walk with us while we walk through this life to the kingdom of God. One of my favorite months in our liturgical year is this one, October. And especially because of all the saints and their feast days that we celebrate. For example, if this were not Sunday, we'd be celebrating the feast of the guardian angels. October 4th, St. Francis of Assisi. There's the feast days of St. Luke, of St. Simon and Jude, of St. Charles Barromeo, St. Teresa of Avila. On the 22nd, a new feast day, St. John Paul II. It's hard to believe that I arrived here at St. Peter's two years ago on that day, on the feast of St. John Paul II. But yesterday we celebrated one of my favorite saints, St. Therese of Lisieux. She is also known as the Little Flower. And I gladly join my voice with all those who say that she is one of the saints for our time. I was 27 years old when I read her autobiography. She was a Carmelite nun that died in 1897 at the age of 24. And I read her autobiography called, A Story of a Soul. And as I read that book, I had this sense that St. Therese was introducing herself to me and asking me if it would be okay for her to be my sister. And I gladly accepted that. And she has walked with me, as other saints have, all throughout my adult Christian life. When I read that book, it changed my life forever. And I think one reason she is a saint for our times is because you and I, like her, we have such great desires to love. We have such a great desire to love God more than we find ourselves doing on any given day. And we desire to love one another. The problem is not desire. But like Therese, we find ourselves so weak, so imperfect, so little, so poor, and unable to live these great desires that God has put in your heart and mine. St. Thérèse had such a delicate health. She would get sick all the time. She had also a very delicate constitution. She was also limited by her own imperfections. She had a very hot temper. And then the limitations of her cultural surroundings. And so feeling so little, she said to God one day, what can I do? How can I show you all the love that I desire to love to show you? And this is where she received from God what we call the little way. I'll let her with her own words describe it. Since I have no other means, O oh God, of proving my love for you except by strewing flowers, this is how I will do it. I will strew flowers before you, letting no little sacrifice pass, no look, no word, profiting by the smallest actions, yet doing them out of love. I wish to suffer out of love for you and to rejoice out of love. Thus, I shall strew flowers before you each day. Before your throne, I shall not find one flower without scattering its petals before you. And in strewing these flowers, I will sing. How can one weep when they are doing such a joyous action? I will sing even when I must gather roses from among the thorns. And the longer and sharper the thorns, the sweeter will be my song." Wow. How did she live this? Let me give you just a few examples. When the sisters would pray in the church, in the chapel, they wore these prayer shawls. Afterwards, they would fold them up and put them away. Many times, the sisters would forget. And Therese would wait until they left, and without anybody seeing, she would fold up all the prayer shawls, even though they did not belong to her. How many of us would do that? There was one sister who was very surly, very cratchety. She was the oldest sister in the community, and she was very difficult to be with, she would complain about everything. And Therese decided that she would overcome and conquer her repugnance against this sister, and that she would prefer to be with this sister during the time of recreations. And she would try to do all kinds of acts of kindness and thoughtfulness. She would walk her back to her room after the recreation while the sister was complaining all the way, telling Therese, you can't do anything right, can you? But she would offer that as she was doing it to God. Also, there was one time where they were washing clothes. They used to have a big barrel of water outside of the convent. And in that barrel of water, they would wash their habits, their handkerchiefs. And next to her, on one day, there was this sister who was putting a lot of elbow grease into that washing, splashing drops of dirty water on Therese. She almost lost it. But again, she realized ah, another opportunity. So, by the grace of Jesus, she mastered and conquered her initial reaction. And She offered those drops of water to God as a sacrifice of love. Isn't that amazing? All these different ways that we can transform a given moment. The last example, when they would pray in the chapel, there was a sister next to her where there was this clacking sound coming, constantly. And she didn't know if it was the rosary beads or her dentures that weren't fitting well. But it was driving her crazy. The sound was grinding in her mind. And she was so frustrated, at times she would sweat. And again, she caught herself. She overcame with Jesus that initial reaction, and she turned the clacking sound into a symphony and offered it as a loving prayer to God. When I read this, it changed my life. It gave me a new way to look at everything. So I started to put it into practice. And one way was when I would leave for work, I would always encounter a traffic jam. And there were days I would white knuckle and teeth grit my way through there, trying to push my way through it. And then I thought of Therese. And so I decided when I turned the corner and there was the jam, I would praise God. And I would offer that moment to God as a sacrifice of love. My dashboard became an altar. You know, with this little way, our kitchen counters, our dining room tables, our office desks, our workbenches and many other things can be transformed into altars where we can be offering to God these many little sacrifices throughout the day. When we apply the little way, whatever it touches is transformed into spiritual gold by putting it by transforming it into an act of love? Do you and I realize that the peace and the joy that is possible this next week, do we realize that that will be dependent on what you and I do with all those initial fallen human reactions to people, and to things. That if we, like Therese, can just, by the grace of Jesus, catch ourselves, conquer and master those initial reactions of annoyance, impatience, whatever else, and to transform them into an act of love, our week would be so much more peaceful and joyful if we could do this. I remember sometimes I live at a rectory with two other priests. Sometimes I come down to the kitchen and there's dishes in the sink. My mother was a real clean freak, so it's kind of deep in me. And, you know, usually I just say, well, those aren't mine. I'll just let them take care of it. But why? A missed opportunity. So one day, I decided that I would clean those dishes even though I did not dirty a single one. And applying this little way of Therese, I washed those dishes as if they belonged to Jesus himself. Isn't this amazing? So when Jesus comes to us in the Eucharist today, let us pray for this grace that can truly and literally transform our lives. These ordinary little moments of every day. So how about you and I think of one or two things that just absolutely drive us crazy, that really frustrate us, and let us apply the little way of St. Therese. And allow those to become loving prayers and sacrifices offered to God. Amen.